Hey mamas, it's time to rise and grind. It's me, Brittany, and I'm back with Christian Mom Uncensored, the podcast where I dive into all the real, raw, unfiltered mommy struggles and all the things from marriage to raising babies to making decisions to leaps of faith to trials and tribulations, you know it all. Thanks so much for stopping by this Thursday. Welcome to Christian Mom Uncensored. So last week, guys, I was on vacation, as you know, and I want to update you on how much of a hot mess it was, and then also talk about some other important mama things, as always. Um, Thanks for stopping in this Thursday. Let's get into the episode. So let me begin by saying that my vacation was when you travel with little kids. I've said this before I went on the trip. If your expectations are low, you won't be disappointed. I feel like my expectations for the trip were relatively low. I didn't want to do much. Um, I just wanted to go to the pool and then maybe sneak out for a date, like either to go to lunch real fast or dinner real quick. And honestly, none of this happened except for the pool. And so basically, we get to our trip and I guess because... It all comes down to like lack of communication and the next time we do a trip like this, I'm going to do it better. So I'm really thankful for the time that Mia got to spend with my grandmother, with my mom. I'm thankful for the time that I got to spend with my family. I'm thankful for, you know, the opportunity to be away from the house and be to stay in this beautiful home. But it was kind of a mess, especially for me. So I feel like for everyone else in the house, and this is typically the case if you're the one with young kids, it was probably like a really cool vacation. Everything was chill. For me, it was really frustrating. Um, Luckily, we had the best room. So that was good. We had the master. If we did not have the master, I would have went home. I'm not going to lie when I tell you I probably would have went home. And the reason is it was just sort of a mess. Um... So for me, for one, when you're traveling with family, it's typically not a big deal if your kids are like above five years old, maybe even like four years old. But with Elliot and Mia, specifically more so with Elliot, he has a routine and a schedule. He takes a morning nap um, around 10 o'clock and um, sometimes a little later, sometimes a little earlier. And then he takes an afternoon nap around one o'clock. And so you can imagine when you're vacationing, you know, between 10 and one is a great window to be out and doing stuff. And even like one o'clock is after lunch, it's time to go out and do stuff. And so I don't mind dragging him out and missing naps and skipping naps if he's going to sleep in the car or if we can make up for it somehow. But when you mess up a baby's schedule for days and days on end, obviously they're cranky. And I also think he went through a growth spurt and I'm finally seeing um, that little tiny piece of little white sticking up like a tooth is there. It's not, it, it's poked through. It's just not like all the way grown out. And so there's a lot of reasons why he was fussy and clingy. One, he's a pandemic baby. Two, we were in um, a new environment, a house that's much bigger than our house. And three, all of his family was there. So it was a lot going on. And for a, a lot of the trip, he was fine. Like if I was at the room, he would play with my grandma. He would play with my mom. He would be fine. But... When I walked out the room, it was full on meltdown mode. And I'm thinking, okay, it makes sense. We're in a new place. And he's like that anyway. Um, But the clinginess, 
is not this is not how he operates when we're at home i can leave the room i can he can hang out with ethan while i take a bath and he's fine it was just not the case this trip so one what was really hard for me was getting a minute to breathe because you know mia would want to do something or um and then elliot would be crying but i need to run and get dressed or get us ready to go to the pool so we can go to the pool with everyone and so and we also wake up a lot earlier. So if Elliot's awake at seven o'clock and everyone's asleep, you know, I'm going to go try to get my coffee and get him something to snack on. And it was just, if we were to do this vacation again, if we were to do this vacation again, um, I almost prefer to have our own house. And the only reason being, is if my family had a house, right, and they all stayed together, we could visit during the day and then go back to our condo if we, like, didn't want to rent a whole house or our house and the kids could could nap. Or I could leave Mia with my parents and family for a little bit. And if Elliot needs some time, take him back because he's still, like, little and needs sleeping things. And so I feel like the other thing was, like, we just weren't organized. And it's hard when I, because I'm, like, an organized person who, before we even went on this trip, um, so the resort, so we typically Instacart all of our groceries. We never go grocery shopping um, since the pandemic, and we're not going back to grocery shopping. And so before we even left for the trip, I have put together an Instacart for a grocery store that's close to the house. And um, the house could get deliveries, but not to the store that I selected. It just wasn't ended up working out like it didn't work out. And so and it, there was only pickup orders at first. And then I guess like deli- drivers became available to deliver. And so then I could get to- groceries delivered. So we get there night one. We've been in the car for three hours. The kids did great. Time to do grocery shopping. Um, so then my mom and my grandma and Ethan were all getting ready to go. It's like four o'clock in the afternoon and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, it's four. We have to get dinner. You know, Elliot likes to go to bed around seven thirty, eight o'clock. Like the clock is ticking. And also I'm not a huge fan of, I'm frustrated because Ethan wants to go, just go ahead and go to the store, but I don't want to put Elliot back in the car because we made it this far. Um, and I honestly didn't want to put me in the car either. I wanted them to be able to get out and like run around and play. So it ended up that I didn't go to the store. Um, my grandfather, my mom, my grandparents, my mom and Ethan went and then they went to get pick up pizza and it was just kind of chaotic and we were trying to order pizza and then the pizza place ended up being 20 minutes away and so like dinner was kind of late and everyone was hungry and so finally at the end of the night I was happy to go to bed. Um, I didn't sleep super well on the trip but I didn't sleep terribly like I could have gotten better sleep it could have been worse and so then the next day we had to go to Walmart for a fan because it was hot upstairs and I knew I wasn't going to sleep and I knew like if I don't get sleep on this trip at all it's going to be a mess so we went to a fan we spent like an hour traveling to Walmart shopping at Walmart and Elliot napped in the car and so then after that it was like lunchtime nap time and I can't fully remember I think we were all going to go to the pool um my family went ahead and ahead of us and we went my grandparents went ahead of us and I was letting Mia nap because at that point she hadn't napped and so everyone's ready to go to the pool at like two o'clock 
and I'm like, that's not happening. Mia just needs this nap. I'll let her sleep for 45 minutes or an hour and then won't go. So we went to the pool, but then by the time we had gotten there, Elliot had napped since he was in the car that morning. So we only had like a little morning nap and no afternoon nap. So he fell asleep. So literally our house, you know, it's not necessarily walking distance to the pool. It would probably take you, you know, an hour, maybe 45 minutes depending on how quickly you walk to get from your house to the pool maybe shorter than that but it definitely wasn't worth it with kids um but it's like a quick two minute drive from our house to the to the where the clubhouse is and the pool and stuff and so we drove that two minutes and Elliot was asleep so at this point I'm kind of frustrated I'm kind of cranky um I spent my day at Walmart the day before was kind of a mess trying to get settled and um I didn't want to spend my day at Walmart on vacation. I wanted to be by the pool a lot earlier. And so then we kind of just sat by the pool. Now, the pool's really nice. Um, there's a beach part. like There's an area that has sand and, like, lounge chairs. And then there's a wave pool. And so and the wave pool isn't that deep. So my grandma's sitting by the wave pool. Mia goes and plays. She ends up playing in the sand. Elliot stays asleep on me for a while. Then he wakes up, and he's at, like, a wave pool, and he's all confused. And so he had fun with that. And then the next day we were either going to do the beach or boardwalk. And at that point, I was so frustrated that I had spent all of this money, it felt like, because Ethan bought the pizza. It was like six pizzas. It was like a hundred something dollars. Luckily, my, you know, grandparents and mom paid us back. And then we had to go to Walmart and we bought like basketballs and marshmallows and s'more makers and a fan. And I was like, I'm not... We're buying all of these little necessity things, but I'm not having any fun and I want to have fun. And so we get back to the house and I'm kind of like annoyed. Um, my mom ended up making dinner that night and I was just like, I'm, kind of, I'm not going to the beach tomorrow. I told my mom straight up, I'm not going to the beach tomorrow. I'm staying on property. I'm going to go to the pool. I'm not doing anything. Um, if you want to plan dinner, that's fine. And so she ended up... This is now Thursday, uh, trying to book a reservation for dinner. So then Thursday, so that's, so that's Wednesday. I'm telling her I'm not doing any of this. I'm not going, I'm not doing anything. Come Thursday, I, um, I'm feeling a little bit better. It's not the end of the world. Um, the kids kind of do okay during the day. And it ends up being like, a, it's going to be like a cloudy-ish kind of day, kind of cool. Whereas Friday is going to be nice and warm and sunny all day. And so I had to change my plans to stay at the pool all day on Friday, which was my plan. And so then um, my mom was like, well, I'm going to go to the boardwalk. And let me tell you, I should not have gone to this boardwalk. I think my mom was like, let's go. We've never been. It's a cool experience. Yada, yada, yada. Okay, first of all. The boardwalk's like 45 minutes away. I already wasn't interested. To my mom and to my family, 45 minutes is nothing. In fact, if it was being Ethan, cool. With the kids, they're going to fall asleep in the car. So when they had already napped, so they were not sleeping in the car. They were mad in the car. Well, Mia fell asleep in the car. Elliot was mad. We get to the boardwalk. And I'm looking outside, and as we're driving to the boardwalk, it's starting to rain. And I'm like, babe, we should just turn around. And we should have. At that moment, Ethan and I should have turned around, went back to the house, and relaxed. But we didn't. We get to the boardwalk, and we go to get some fries and some ice cream. That's all we did. We started walking the boardwalk. I'm looking at the sky. At this point, it stopped raining. And I'm thinking, we need to head back if we're going to dinner tonight. 
And so it ends up taking us like closer to an hour to get back. We do end up going back to the car just as it starts to rain. And I'm like, wow, we just spent an hour and 45 minutes in the car to get fries and some ice cream. Now, boardwalk fries are great. I do like them. They're really great to eat. I didn't need to drive 45 minutes for this. And at this point, I'm annoyed again. And so I'm like, I'm because the thing about this was, and me and Nathan were talking about it, it's not that much of a big deal if it was just me. But to keep putting the kids in the car for like hour-long journeys is hard for us. Because one, it's going to throw up or throw up, throw off sleep. And what made me frustrated was every time Elliot would start to fall asleep, we would get to our destination and I'd have to wake him up. And it's like, well, he didn't get any sleep. He fell asleep like five minutes ago. He's going to be pissed when I wake him up. And so the trip just was not fun. Honestly, it wasn't fun for me until the last day, last night when we were playing games with my family. Other than that, I did not have a good time. Um, Mia did, and it was for Mia's birthday. So in that regard, great. I'm really glad she got to spend some time. I don't know why I'm so stuffy um, with her. I'm not sick. I know, it's just, I don't know. Um, she got to spend some time with her grandparents. And Elliot got to spend some time with his family. And that was the only thing we got out of this trip. Now, the place is beautiful. It could have been a lot of fun if we never left property. If we did it the way I wanted to do it. If instead of grocery shopping, we door dashed. If we, instead of going to pick up the pizza, we ordered it. Like my thing about vacation and even life is I will pay for the convenience. So we should have Instacarted our groceries. I think I said door dash. Instacarted our groceries and stayed on property. Now we could have ventured out to the boardwalk or even to the outlets on another day because by then I wouldn't have been burnt out. And so we got home and I was like, babe, I'm burnt out. Elliot cried and clinged to me most of the time. I had to wrestle kids to get in the shower. I was dealing with probably a growth spurt with Elliot too. And so I honestly am thankful we got to get away. I am also thankful to be home. And Elliot is still like up my butt. Like if I leave the room, he follows me and stuff. But I think he knows I'm not far. That house was a lot bigger. I don't know. But what this vacation did do was it gave me some really good things for for things I'm working on. Some really good things. I don't want to say. But um, yeah, it was a mess. <laughs> And I think that it could have gone smoother and easier if I had taken the reins and said, family, you guys do what you're going to do. But because my family is made of little ones, I'm going to adhere to their schedules. And I know a lot of people travel and like ignore nap times and it's vacation. We can push past it all. But honestly, if we are there for two weeks, it might have been worth it for four days. It wasn't. So I mentioned about kind of the chaos of my trip And so after I kind of recorded that segment, I decided to go ahead and check in with the church that I typically go to. to. Honestly, I haven't been to church in a minute. I'm not going to lie. Summer's been chaotic. Um, No excuses, just the facts. And I listened to, it ended up being our small group leader's sermon. And he was talking about Esther. And now, if you're like me, if you grew up a church girl, and even if you didn't, you might know the story of Esther. And 
so I, like, I know it front to back. I've seen the VeggieTale movie on it. Um, but he ends up getting to a point at the end of the story. Um, I'm not going to get into the details of it because uh, I'm not your preacher. You can Google. Watch the VeggieTales version. It's a good one. But um, he gets to a point where he's saying that like even through the bad, God remained in control. And how sometimes it can feel like your life is chaotic or... Um, you don't understand why things are happening. And he's saying like, he's not old, but he's like middle-aged now. So not like old, old yet. And um, he can see where, where things went bad or when things seemed wrong, he could see how God worked it out. And you guys know I have been stressing, right? I've been um, really going through an up and down emotional time in deciding what to do with my kids this coming fall. I'm sure you all can relate um, between like, are you going to send your kids to school? Are you not? There's a Delta variant. Uh, Am I going back to work? If I don't, what does that mean financially for my family? And can I even leave at this point, even though, you know, a couple months I was like gearing up to do so and now I'm, I'm not so sure. And so there's like all of these up and down, I don't know what to do, um, kinds of things going on. And also this year has been really amazing, but this past couple years have also been pretty painful. I put time and investment into a friendship that fell through, um, not on, on my say, not on my part, or like not on my terms, for instance. And what does it mean when God is closing doors? What does it mean when you lose friendships or people you really cared about or um, you lose a job or you just feel like there's a lot of, I don't know, chaos, right? And it can seem like God isn't in control, but ultimately start to finish good and bad. God has his hand in it. And so many times we don't know where he is, um, how he's working and what he's working and when he's working and all things come together in his timing. And I think about so much, like my, one of my good friends has given birth to her rainbow baby and, um, it, I think about how painful it must have been for her to lose babies in the past and how amazing it must be for her right now to have her kid, to have her son, to experience motherhood like she's been wanting to. Like she's going to be an amazing mother. She's an amazing mom already, I can tell you. And so sometimes life, life is life. And I was listening to two different people. I listened to that sermon and then I also was listening to... um Crystal Evanhart's, I don't know if you guys know who she is. She does podcasts, she has YouTube, she is Priscilla Shire's sister. So if you are in the Christian world, you probably know who Priscilla Shire is. Um, think of Overcomer, think of like she's in War Room in the movie War Room. And so anyway, um, and both of them were talking about living your life and doing and how you should I, I got two messages um that kind of solidified and confirmed to me to continue doing what I'm doing and to focus on, um, on, on my future and to, to focus on these projects and things. So the first thing was I was listening to this podcast and she was talking about how life goes by quick and, um, the days are long when you have little ones, but the years are short and having a three-year-old, I can say that I still want to cry. Mia is three and she's still little, right? She's still young. She's still, you know, but she's not a baby anymore. Um, her sentence structure is amazing. She's growing. And she, I remember I have memories from when I was three. So now she's at the age where she's going to remember stuff. So I need to be on top of my game. And, um, 
Elliot is getting his first tooth. I can finally see the tip of a tooth and I've been waiting for this and he's nine months old and the days are long. I'm telling you, when you have little ones, they are. The hours, they tick by slowly sometimes. But think about how it's already August. The summer flew by. And so if if a summer can go by that quickly, think about how life goes by that quickly. And so anyway, with these two different messages, um, we can be so into the grind and the hustle. And there's nothing wrong with the grind and the hustle. I'm in a season of grind and hustle where I'm going to be sacrificing sleep and sanity to get projects done, right? Um, but at the same time, enjoy the moments. Elliot's asleep in my arms, cuddled up, snuggling. He won't do this forever. Um, and I think because I know that it makes it all more precious and sweet. And so in terms of living your life, yes, there are segments. Yes, there are things you don't want to do. Yes, you have to work hard to get to your dreams and to live the life you want, but also enjoy the life you have. And also know that the bad and the chaos and the things you lose on the way, they just aren't meant for you. And if they're not meant for you, God has something bigger and better in store. And so like, this is a bad example not a bad example, but like, for instance, my first love, I loved this guy, right? I loved him so much. We went to high school together. I thought we were going to get married. We were really into each other. We had a promise ring and that should signal that relationship will last if you have a promise ring. I swear everyone I know who's ever had a promise ring, like either gets divorced from their partner, doesn't end up married to them. Anyway, so we had this long dramatic breakup and I remember thinking, great, and now I have to start over. And here I was at like 19 years old thinking this, like I have to start over 18 years old. Um, really young still. And I, I am still pretty young to be married with babies. I, I, I acknowledge that people um, do this much later in life than I did. But um, that's great. He's, he's still a great guy. I wish him nothing but the best. I hope he's with the love of his life. I hope he has like happiness and greatness. I don't talk to him, obviously, because we broke up like 10 years ago because I've been with Ethan for like 10 years. And here comes Ethan. And you know, not to say the other guy is not good, but he wasn't meant for me. And what was meant for me was bigger, literally, and better. Um, and so just know that when it seems like bad things are coming, there's good to come of it. And even still, I was also reflecting this week, um, this morning, as I was reading the Bible and was was the message that I keep getting is the bad that you go through is ultimately for the benefit of others. You are going to be able to actually sympathize with others because you're going to have experienced some of the hurt they've experienced, right? Like if our lives were just perfect, we never went through anything. We couldn't connect or help somebody when they're going through something you've gone through. And um, obviously that's the whole point of this podcast, right? I've struggled working and being a mom. I've struggled um, figuring out marriage after having kids. It's That's a whole episode that I want to get into. It's really personal to me. Um, it's one of the ones I don't want to talk about as much, but I will make myself do it in an upcoming episode. Um, but marriage after kids gets hard. It gets trickier. It's all of a sudden it goes from la-di-da-di-da, let's go out to dinner, la-di-da-di-da, to bills and diapers and keeping a house and raising kids and morals and all of these other things. So anyway, um, long story short, just know whatever you're walking through, even if it is bad, God's had, God has his hands on it. Even if you don't see the outcome, um, God has his hands on it. 
And it just gives me so much comfort and peace because I've literally been crying, guys, every day, almost every day. At some point, I get anxious about the future. And I know that um, I'm really good at, I'm really self-aware. I understand that I shouldn't be worried about tomorrow. So then I check myself, but these are real emotions that I'm going through of if I have to, if I had to go into the office, I would be devastated. So I keep saying, I keep speaking, I keep affirming. I am working from home. I work from home. I don't go into the office. I am a work from home mom. So at least I have the option to stay home with the kids and work. And so um, but despite the outcome of that, God has his hands in everything. And so I know that ultimately, even with preschool, we are really stressed out because when we don't know what our work schedule is like, it's really hard to sign your kid up for preschool. Because if I am working from home, at my lunch break, I can go pick me up from, from preschool. If I'm not, then she either needs to be in an all-day program. And so my instincts are telling me to put her in the half day, and that's what we're going to do. But it's scary because we ultimately don't know what that looks like. We don't know how we're going to get it done. We don't know if this is even the right decision. And so, and if you're a mom right now and you're deciding between sending your kids to school virtually or in person, most people I know say their kids did not do well virtually. Um, and even if they did, they need that interaction. They need to go into the office. But if you're someone whose kid has serious underlying health conditions, you know, staying at home might be, I'm sorry, we will let you have safe social interactions. But with the Delta variant, it's really important to stay home. And honestly, I'm kind of reeling myself back in. Um, we've been out and about in the world and not saying that I'm totally going into a lockdown stage, but I'm definitely approaching the world more cautiously because my two little babies can't get a vaccine that protects them. So I have to protect them. And so you might be feeling the same way with your kids and there's homeschool options and it's a very uncertain times and uncertain times are the worst in in life, right? It's not when things are hard. It's when things are uncertain because like the hard you can kind of muck through and make a plan to get out of. The uncertain, you don't know what you're doing. And anyway, so with the story of Esther and listening to this podcast that I was listening to, or it's more like a weekly um, YouTube video that I was listening to, the story of it is life goes by quickly. So do what you love. Live with no regrets. Say I love you as much as you want. Um, cause it goes by quick, enjoy your kids, hug them and snuggle them. One day they'll be grown. So love them, pursue your passions, but don't get lost in the work. And even if you're going through a hard time, it's going to help another person one day. And I will tell you struggles with breastfeeding. I had them, um, going back to the office and figuring out how do I be a working mom? I did that. Deciding when to have babies and adjusting from one kid to two. I've done it. So on a level, all the hard stuff, like walking through in certain times when there's, you know, my husband loses his job. I've gone through that. And so anyway, I just want to tell you whatever you're walking through, um, big or small, um, good or bad, God's got his hands on it. And if you can believe that, I think it can really help your attitude and perspective. So like I've said, Mia is now three years old and I have very vague but still present memories from three. And not to say that 
your parenting doesn't matter until three. It for sure does. But now it's super, I have to be super intentional. And if you have kids older than three, I assume that you also have to be super intentional. And um, as millennials have kids, there's different values that we have that maybe our parents didn't have. I know some people say, I never saw my parents fight a day in their lives. Or some people say, I saw my parents fight all the time. What's important for me, and I've said it before, is that Mia sees what real life looks like. Sometimes you disagree and you have to work through it. It's okay to get upset. You have to move on. And even in the actions I do, I want Mia to see me sit down and eat a full plate and know that that's good. I want her to see me exercise and I want her to exercise. And I want all of these things so that we can be happy, healthy, and raise thriving children. And I'm also, she's also at the age where I'm going to start cultivating her interests and her talents. Now she's only three. So that means we're going to explore them. That means we'll try gymnastics. That means we'll try dance. That means we'll try cheerleading. That means we'll try karate. That means we try, we already tried soccer. So not to say we won't do it again, but, um, maybe not till next spring. Uh, and we, she's into art a little bit. She's really into pretend play. And I love that. And it kind of gets scary at this age when your kid starts to go to school because now I'm sending this little person out into the world who has to somewhat listen to somebody else that isn't me and not melt down. She cries a lot and I'm really nervous about if she's going to cry if her teacher tells her to do something or if she's going to listen and um, just working through all of that. And I'm so, so, I don't know, we're working through a lot of things and now that it's August, it's really game time in terms of getting on schedule, um, in terms of getting everything on track. And I don't know if you're like me. I love back to school season. I love back to school shopping. As an adult, I buy myself back to school supplies for the office, um, for my projects. And I absolutely, absolutely love it. And uh, I just... um it makes me really emotional to think she's going to school. And Ethan was really hell-bent on sending her all day. And I was really hell-bent on sending her half day. Because she's still napping in the evenings. She's still napping in the afternoons. Um, and I still want the afternoons with her. I don't want to pick her up at 4 o'clock yet. When she's 4, I feel like that's more appropriate. Again, everyone does their own thing with their kids and all these other things. But that just to me, I still want her to have like, you know time to play and be a kid as well as go to school. And so now we're working on creating a schedule that kind of mimics what her schedule will be like in school. Um, the one that we chose, you can kind of see the outline for their days. So I'm kind of mimicking the mornings like that and then the afternoons with how we want them to go. So lunch is at one, nap is at one forty-five to three and Three three fifteen, and then after that, it's the park, it's crafts. If it's cold or rainy, it's um, exercise and kind of scheduling our structure, our schedule around that. And also for me to start getting up an hour earlier than I have been to um, prep breakfast and to get dressed, get my outfit ready. Cause you know, I'm gonna have to drop her off at school. I just want to be a little more put together. And so it's the end of summer. It's not the end of summer. We still have more than a month of summer. So don't go panicking. But as this last month of like true summer before the kids are back to school, hitting off some, checking off some of the things on my summer bucket list. I'd like to have one, um, 
one or two more big barbecues with my friends. Definitely go to the aquarium. We haven't done that yet. Go check out this lake. We haven't done that yet. Um, we don't do the farm in the summer. We do it in the fall. And there's a lot of fall activities I'm excited for, but I also just want to really be um, in the summer still and really get outside every single day and get some fresh air. And so luckily today it's going to be mild. We'll be at the park this afternoon. And that's something too that parents, everyone does differently. I've been talking to different moms and one mom was like, man, we never get outside. And then one mom was like, we're always outside. And I feel like it's important to get your kid outside as much as possible you know, we were outside all the time playing. Um, sometimes schedule doesn't allow for it. Like if your kid's in daycare and you get off at six, when are you guys going to go outside? And that's why on the weekends when we're not on vacation or doing activities, um, you know, Saturday mornings from 10 to noon, which isn't that long. It's like reserved for the park. And then it's lunchtime, nap, and then afternoon, we probably will be outside as well. And so, um, I really enjoy my Saturday morning park trips with my kids. I pick up my Starbucks and the park is usually empty, I guess, because it's summer. It's kind of hot. And I'm always surprised with how few parents and people are out. I'm thankful, but I'm just kind of surprised because you would think, I guess people have plans on the weekend. Anyway, I'm rambling, but it is time for me to start doing like lessons with Mia of morality as in this is good this is bad this is right this is wrong this is nice this isn't nice and so that when she goes to school she understands she always says with me it kind of backfires so she always says like if I have a food and I don't want to share it with her I'll be like Mia you just ate you don't really want any of this let's say I eat, I'm eating like some Chipotle and she already had lunch and I'll say you don't really want to eat any of this. She'll go, mom, sharing is caring. And I'm like, yeah, sharing is caring, but I didn't want to share my Chipotle. And so that's when like parenting backfires on you. Like you're doing a good job. Um, but just preparing your kid, you just want your kid to be a good person in life. And I think that's what our focus is in my house. I don't know about you guys, but what are some of your back to school worries? Is it about your kid wearing a mask? Is it about them making friends? Is it about them crying all day, which is my concern. Um, is it about, I don't know, whatever, but back to school time is definitely, um, like a bittersweet time. It also is a time where I am ready to gear up and focus. So let's get ready guys to get back onto routine. It's time to start waking up early again. Um, just to get used to it. I always, I tip, I used to do this when I was in high school, I would make myself do this a week before school started. But with kids, you got to start earlier than that. Like a week is not going to get them ready. Um, I do let Mia sleep in on the weekends, uh, and wake up naturally. And we'd kind of do like an adjusted day, but from Monday through Friday, it's time to be up. 745 girl we gotta be up and ready to go so I I love the transition but I also hate it because you know summer is so much fun and I really don't like the winter but it's going to be a good time all right now we know that when you have a baby it can really put a strain on your relationship in marriage and um Because having a baby is a really big undertaking. Having kids is a really big undertaking. And for the first three years, I will say Mia is now at a point where she's pretty independent. She's she's three years old, so she's pretty independent. 
Um, she can play by herself for a little bit. Obviously, I still like to play with her and things. Um, but for those first three years when you're having, like, raising an infant and a toddler, it's very taxing to to deal with it. I think you all know we're dealing with the a mental, the emotional load of a, a little baby crying all the time. That can get to you. Um, with tantrums, that gets to you. And when you combine that with, um, with motherhood and just the tasks of all day, a kid is touching you all day. A kid has been talking to you. If you are also working, then you are dealing with, okay, I'm also working right now and I'm managing the household. And it's really, 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 really a lot of responsibility that falls on us moms. And obviously there's ways we can divvy up the tasks. I've talked about how I wish I would have just pumped once a day and let Elliot have one night bottle or, um, and then that would have given me a break. And so what ends up happening, or at least what has happened to me and in my marriage is we get to a point where I look at him and I say, we don't have any time for us and we need to get back to focusing on that. Get back to, to making sure that Brittany and Ethan have alone time. Brittany and Ethan can connect on an emotional level, on a spiritual level, on a physical level. We need time to do so. And so something that can be kind of annoying or kind of chaotic is that um, if you're like, like Ethan doesn't like to plan out our time together because it's like, well, I'd rather us be able to have time whenever. But on my end, logistically speaking, for me, I have to put us time into the schedule or else it gets boxed out, forgotten, overlooked, which sounds sad, but this is the real honest truth of, about motherhood. Elliot is nine months old. Okay. He's been on this earth for nine months. Um, well, he's been earth side, as they say it, like birthed for nine months and He's at the age where he can play. He likes to play with his sister, but they're both too little to leave alone in a room by themselves. Like I wouldn't leave my three-year-old and nine-month-old upstairs to play in Mia's room by themselves. There's too much that could happen. Elliot could climb on something and fall down or eat a toy he's not supposed to. Um, In about two years, I might feel more comfortable. Mia will be four. Elliot will be two. And um, I really just started letting Mia play in her room by herself if she wants to. And she's three. And I'll tell you, I felt uncomfortable. Like, are you sure we shouldn't be supervising her? And Ethan's like, she's three years old. She's not going to eat any toys. Um, the worst she's going to do is color on the walls, which she has done before. Um, but anyway, so back to this marriage thing, you get to a point where you don't want your spouse to become your roommate. And that is something that Um, I feel is really important for me. And when I say that, the difference between a spouse and a roommate is your roommate, and there's some similarities, there's some crossover. Your roommate is in charge for certain things around the house. You're in charge for certain things around the house. But if you're only doing your day-to-day tasks of work, housework, kids, and bed, right? That means we haven't sat down and had a conversation. We haven't talked about something outside of the kids. We haven't been able to be intimate your spouse becomes your roommate instead of your partner or instead of your marriage. And so something that I've been working on is, okay, realistically speaking, every single day, we won't have time. There is not enough hours in the day 
for every single day us to have alone time. There is room for us every single day to, to, to hug and cuddle and kiss and like be intimate in that way, but not time for us to be alone. However, there is plenty of time throughout the week that we can be alone. And so what I've kind of had to do is nap times are my most productive times of the day, right? Kids are down. Little hands aren't everywhere. It is the best time of day to fold laundry, the best time of day to work on content and some other projects I'll be bringing out to you guys soon. It's the best time of day to do that. But it's also the best time of day to have alone time because there are no little hands everywhere. And so what I can say for us is the compromise is, okay, on Friday evenings after the kids go to bed, I can stay up late and hang out with you. It's really hard for me to do that during the week because if Mia doesn't go to sleep until nine, I mean, that's not too bad, but I like to be winding down and like not doing anything and kind of getting myself ready for bed. So I'm asleep by 1030. Um, so maybe like once or twice during the week, if Mia's asleep by nine, we can hang out until 10. We have an hour to ourselves once or twice a week. It can't be daily because some days I need to go to bed earlier. Some days there's projects to work on in the evening. But once or twice a week, we can stop and take a pause from our week. So I like to say Tuesday and Thursday, um, you know, we can take a pause from the chaos and kind of chat for an hour, hang out for an hour, watch our favorite adult show, which adult shows aren't like bad. I mean, like grown up shows. So like we watch 911 and 911 Lone Star. I don't know if you guys are familiar. We like cooking shows. Um, we're kind of like old people. We like to watch cooking shows, cop shows and game shows together. That's like our common interest there. And then on Saturday during during nap time, I'm reserving that block for us. So if we want to cuddle and watch a movie, if we want to, you know, take some time to be alone and intimate, whatever we want to do Saturday during nap time, that's our time. And then Sunday during nap time, that's my product, my my productive time. So that means from one to three on Sunday, I can work on the podcast. I can work on the other projects. I can focus on an area of the house I want to organize. But Saturday is our sacred me and you, just us time. The other thing we're going to start doing is monthly date nights. We haven't been able to do it thus far. And honestly, date night is hard. So for us, date night is like from four to six because trying to deal with Elliot in in the evening is just, it's just not worth it for whoever's watching him. But we could ask my mom or grandma, hey, from four to six, can you watch the kids on Thursday or on Friday or on Saturday evening? And so that we are also getting to experience some life together. Because the truth is when your kids are little, here's the two things to remember. One, they're, they're only little ones. The days are long, like I said earlier, but the years are short. So yes, it seems like nine months has been a long time for us to be kind of in a weird situation where maybe our relationship wasn't priority. And now I'm looking at our lives and saying, okay, where can I fit us in so that we can connect me and you, us to us? Um, Because it's hard. And honestly, when you're a mom, you get touched out. And if most men, I feel like one of their love languages is physical physical touch, um, I feel like that's just all men. (laughs) But for moms and for me, I can get, and I think I don't know if I mentioned this last episode, but I wanted to, is I think I have the sensory disorder or I don't know. Some people say it's ADHD. I don't know what it is. 
Um, it might not even be a real thing, but where I can't handle so much stimulation. I get overstimulated is what I realized. So I think I said this last episode, if the TV is on and the iPad is on and a toy is blaring in the background and Ethan's scrolling on TikTok, laughing at his phone and trying to tell me something, I can't handle that. That's too much at one time. It's too much chaos. So turn off the TV or turn off the iPad and stop scrolling and whatever you're listening to and then talk with me because I get over I get overloaded by all of the things that are going on around me like sensory wise. And so one that's something I struggle with. Um it's something that Ethan's like you really can't handle too much noise and I'm like no, I really cannot handle too much noise. It's too distracting. It's too much for me. Um and then the other thing is after, if Elliot ha- is going through a, a stage where he is going through a growth spurt, if I haven't had sleep and he's been nursing all day and Mia's been climbing on top of me all day, which recently she's just been really attached to mom, um, and, you know, Elliot's been attached to me all day, I love you so much, husband. I love you with a lot of my heart. I won't say all because we have kids, but I love you with all of my heart. I love, I love you so much. But all I want is five minutes of quiet and five minutes alone where someone's not touching me, including you. And I think we can all kind of relate to that. And so finding days and time and space where I can be present and not annoyed, like you need to to pour into your husband's cup and he needs to pour into your cup and we all need to be partners and things, right? But let's also acknowledge that motherhood is hard. Being touched out is real. Needing alone time is important. And so... I have started going to mom groups, um, mom meetups, um, Saturday nights, once or twice a month. And I've also started reserving time for my husband weekly and not just weekly, but like from one to three, that's our biggest stretch of alone time. Right. And then, like I said, weekday evenings, you know, stay up late one day. And after the kids are in bed, all right, let's hang out from nine to 10 and chat or watch our favorite show or do whatever we want. And so um, when it comes to marriage, because what I was realizing is that we were snippy with each other. We weren't in sync. It became, uh, let's only talk to each other about our to-do list. It's only talk to each other about what needs to get done and what we're doing financially and what's going on with the kids. It, and we, I don't want us to get lost because what you need to realize, and if you are married, is that one day these kids grow up and they leave and it's just you and your spouse left. So if you don't cultivate that relationship and talk about each other's dreams, um, reminisce about the past, make dreams together, make plans together, um, make alone time together a priority, then when those kids grow up and they leave, you're going to be left empty in a shell. And I see, I've heard of so many stories where people, once the kids leave the next, the couple gets divorced and my husband's an amazing man. I think I'm a pretty amazing woman. I think as a team, we are amazing. It's important to cultivate that relationship too. And also, as I was telling him, right now it's really hard with Elliot, right? But in a year, it won't be as hard. I remember, like these baby ages, these baby stages are hard. And that's why we have to schedule out our time together, right? But it's not going to be like that forever. So there's no shame in saying I need to schedule me time with my husband or alone time with my husband because we just don't naturally have it because that means you're putting 
you're making it a priority. And if you're somebody who hasn't been really focusing on your marriage, this is my, um, I'm, I'm, I just want you to take the time to do so. Okay. Take the time, think about it, go on a date. And also it's okay to say no to outside things like friends and family. If, if your week has been so busy and you haven't had you time or you and or alone time with your spouse and your friends want to come over for an evening of games, you might have to sacrifice that game night with your friends for time with your spouse. And that's something I've kind of realized is our schedules can get really busy. Um, this month is actually really busy. And having to say no to some things, like I love hanging out with my family. I love hanging out with my friends, but my marriage and my little family has to come first. There are so many sacrifices that come with motherhood as well. Not only are you literally giving up your whole body for nine months to have a baby or giving up finances to adopt a baby or, you know, giving up time going through the process of fostering to adopt a baby. But once you have these babies, there's so much that we give. And I'm glad in a way that my husband is starting to see how much I give, where he said, Literally the other day, he was like, you always give, 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 give. And it's important to keep promises to your kids, but it's important to take care of yourself as well. So for instance, today I'm exhausted. I am exhausted. Work has been crazy this week. Part of it is because I was away from vacation. So I have like some catching up and some follow-ups and like a whole bunch of things to do. That at the end of the day, after my brain is completely just wrecked, my brain is wrecked. The last thing I want to do is go play at the park, right? That's the last thing I want to do is get both kids dressed for the park, get their socks on, shoes on, make sure everyone's in the car, everyone has water, I have a diaper bag with me because you never want to be that mom at the park that's unprepared, right? I, I typically am the prepared one. But I think that you know, and this is just an example. It's like, even when you're tired, you got to keep going. I still have dinner to make and rushing off to go to the park after working, you know, a 10 hour day. It's been, it's really, really hard. And I was, um, standing in lunch today, standing during my lunch break, my lunch hour. And I looked at Ethan and said, I need help. And I think a lot of times as moms, we feel like we're not good enough moms if we need help. I know that for me, I think that being a mom obviously is my, my biggest joy. It's my biggest pride. It's my biggest passion. And so looking at him and saying, I need help felt bad, but I did in an instant where Elliot is now crawling and climbing on things. And so it's no longer that I could just lay him down and run and do something real quick or sit him in his chair and do something real quick. What I have learned is that sometimes I can get by with putting him in the high chair and giving him a toy or a snack. That'll buy me five minutes right? Like if I need five solid minutes, maybe even like 10 minutes, but sometimes that's not enough time. And so I was saying, it's really, really hard to work from home, raise your kids, give them the attention they need. And at this point, I think I need help and I don't want it. It's something I've been putting off because I don't want it. I 110% do not want it, but I need it. And it sucks when you, I need somebody to kind of have I need four arms and I only have two and I need somebody to be like helping me through the day and it'll make my life easier. I don't want to pay for it. I don't want to research. I don't want to hire someone. I don't want to have to go through care.com and find applicants. And it's, 
a truly exhausting process. I'm not going to pay a nanny agency like extra money to find me somebody that I can do it myself. It's a lot. And so anyway, I don't know. I just wanted to say that we sacrifice so much. We've sacrificed so much mentally from the time we wake up to the time we're falling asleep thinking about what needs to get done around the house, right? Because it's hard because, and Ethan's like, you can never turn your brain off. And it's true to the sense that I realized it's a little bit too much, but there's always something to do around the house. There's always a room that needs to be clean, laundry that needs to be done, grocery shopping that needs to happen. I need to come up with meals that everybody likes. I need to make sure that financially we're standing pretty good. I need to make sure that I have time to work on my goals. And I was feeling really, really frustrated earlier I've talked about this before earlier today when I I woke up and I was like, I don't, we went on vacation. We've been eating crazy, right? I need to exercise. Just changing my diet right now isn't going to do it for me. I need to go for a run. I need high-end cardio. I need boot camp, right? But when you have a certain goal, nothing else can come before that goal. And so I have some some content plans and some other plans and some other projects I'm working on that I really am focused on. And that means I have to sacrifice sleep and ultimately I have to sacrifice the gym. Now I am getting to the point where I do think I can fit it into my schedule, maybe not as much as I want to. I'm trying to to find a, a balance between what I want to do for exercise. I think as we can all relate to this. Do I never done CrossFit and I'm not interested in a CrossFit body. I'm more like a Pilates body. Do I join um, my local gym and just go to classes that I can fit into my schedule? I do like a little bit more of an intense workout. I like for I like boot camp structured workouts. Like I like you to yell at me. I want to know that I whoop you whooped my butt at the end of the workout. Whereas like with fitness classes, yeah, some of them can be hard and maybe somebody who hasn't seriously worked out in over a year, um, besides like walking, like fast walking, maybe it would be smart to start small. But I just enjoy the uh boot camp experience of drop and give me 20, push, 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 run, run, run. Like I I, I like that, right? Like it motivates me. Um, and so I'm trying to find a healthy balance to, to see like, okay, maybe I could sneak away and do that two times a week on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And it's just hard. It's really hard to juggle. The time management thing is very hard as a mom. Um, sometimes I wish, and ultimately I do wish that if I could drop my, my nine to five, like my day job, I wouldn't have more time, right? Because there would still be the kids to handle, right? But I would have a difference a difference in time where I'm not glued to a computer to until three o'clock, right? I, I'm glued to my kids, but hey, at two or one o'clock, we can leave the house to do things. Right now, because I can't just leave my house at one. I can't if I use leave or flex out of work and work it on the back end. But I can't just get up and go. And I feel like that's where I'm really frustrated. And I, I'm honestly still frustrated that I'm not at the level where I, I can just leave and do what I want to do. And um, I really am looking forward to when I can do that. Um, everything is in God's timing. But we sacrifice so much. And honestly, figuring out figuring out our schedules, figuring out... Um, 
you know, cause, cause ultimately like the romance falls on us and like the intimacy falls on us. Like if we're touched out, I'm touched out. If I'm not touched out, let's go. Like all these other types of things. It's so hard. And that's why I say there's no shame in, in structuring your schedule. I think it's okay to deviate from it. It can get dangerous when it's monotonous and it's like Monday we do this, Tuesday we do that. But it can also be a helpful guide of saying, Hey, it looks like on Wednesday I have, you know, it's like an easier day. Maybe we can go for a walk just together. Maybe we could have someone watch the kids. Um, And there's nothing wrong with kind of scheduling that out because, and obviously if you have spontaneous moments together, great. No one's saying that can't happen, but you need to kind of prioritize the relationship, like I've said, and make time for each other and then make time for yourself and then make time for your kids and make time for your job, make time for your calling, make time for your passion. You see how I can feel overwhelmed and I'm not going to lie to you right now. This morning, I put together my schedule. I sat down and wrote on Monday, I am doing this, 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 and when. On Tuesday, I'm doing this, 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 and when. On Wednesday, and I didn't even include the housework. So I definitely feel like there's not enough hours in the week. And everyone, you know, my biggest pet peeve is when people say, we're all given the same 24 hours a day. Great, but we don't all have the same time despite we all having the same amount of hours. So I feel like this episode is kind of going long. You can look forward to having a couple guests come on very, very shortly, um, probably the next episode. And I can't wait to share with you those interviews and chats and conversations with other mamas. I thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. Do not forget to subscribe either on Spotify or Anchor, on Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you do give me a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts if you haven't. It takes five minutes. It helps the podcast a lot. This is a one-woman show. I'm pretty sure you can tell. But it it really does help in terms of visibility and having other people reach the, the podcast who could, you know, use some mom chit chat time. As always, I love you all. Thank you all for all you do and for listening. And have a blessed week. Be safe, be loving, and take five minutes right now from the time this podcast ends and go outside by yourself and breathe. And then get back to mom. And <laughs> all right, I love you all. Bye.